This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I, it must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in Kansas City. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good cook. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHP. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., and I look forward to doing this show with you as we talk about the mental side of sports. I have been here for the last 16 years, been on the radio now in Kansas City for 26 years, and been in practice since 1981 working as a sports psychologist. You know, this show is a fun show for me to do because I get to interact with you. We get to get into discussions about sports, about psychology, about mindsets. And if you listen, you know I like to get into the world of youth sports, which we're going to talk about today. And I like to find out from you about the word play today. We're going to get into the whole idea of play. What, what is play? You know, um, as, I, as I see people in my office... My clients seem to be getting younger and younger. And I've had seven-year-olds in my office. I've had parents come in with their six-year-olds to talk to me because they're getting stressed about their sports performance. Kindergartners and first and second graders are getting stressed about their sports performance. I think that's absurd. And we need to change our culture. We need to address it. Because I feel it's getting worse. If you listen to the show, you know this is something I like to talk about as we delve into sportsmanship and how to handle things the right way on and off the athletic field. I've been very fortunate in my career having worked with the Olympic team, professional teams, collegiate teams, high school teams, youth teams. And we deal with these issues all the time. Even the pro athletes, even the pro athletes, our focus is on effort not on the result and you heard it in the world series you've heard it in the super bowl earlier this year you hear it in major championships where the athletes and coaches are interviewed how they talk about the importance they place on the effort that they're putting in so are they getting paid to play yes are they getting paid to produce yes are they getting paid to win yes if you don't make it, you don't survive, you won't have a job. I mean, Major League Baseball is interesting this year. The Red Sox fired their manager. They made the playoffs. The Yankees fired Joe Girardi. They made the playoffs. They could have gone to the World Series had they beaten Houston. The Nationals fired Dusty Baker. They're in the playoffs. Comes down to winning. Comes down to results at the professional level. But how do you get there? What does it take to get up to that level? I would say professional athletes are survivors. They've made it through the world of youth sports and high school sports because they are able to balance out how they feel, pleasing people, dealing with stress, dealing with expectations, 
and they take the time to focus on themselves. You know, it's interesting. Many of the top athletes I work with are thinkers. They spend a lot of time in their heads, always trying to come up with answers and solutions. And oftentimes they think so much, they get themselves in trouble. The mindset plays such a key role, so it's learning how to balance that out. So here's our topic this morning. The idea of play with kids. Are we taking it away by organizing youth sports activities and putting kids in leagues at four and five years of age? Are we taking the idea of creating? I mean, I, I think when you play, you create, you make up stuff. You get into a little mindset of coming up with some kind of an idea to do something. But if you have to win, you have to focus on the result and then you get ridiculed if you don't get it. So are we putting too much pressure on kids today to succeed? I mean, I have a young man I'm seeing in my office who's upset because he has a 95 in Latin. I'm like, why are you upset? Well, because I don't have 100. Now, he's a high school student. But upset because you don't have 100% in Latin, you have a 95? And he's legitimately upset. Of course, that's why he's coming in to talk about things. So I want to open up our phone lines. Our number here is 913-3810-810. Do we have, have we taken the concept of play away from kids? Is everything so structured now in youth sports activities that we don't give kids a chance to play. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. If you coach young kids, do you make practices fun? Do you let them play or is everything structured and organized to have to learn things? And what age should kids start playing youth sports and get into the results? We talk about that a lot, but I want to find that, tie that in with what we're doing. So our number here is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. And I also want to throw out a request. Last week, a, an older gentleman named Charlie called us from northern Missouri. And I asked him to pursue getting some cancer support because his wife had passed away. So, Charlie, if you're listening, I want you to hear, call back. I asked you to call back this week. I want to see what happened for you. You know, I mentioned last week that I just underwent prostate cancer surgery and fortunately found out this week that the cancer was all removed and I'm going to be fine. But that show last week brought out some calls, especially the one from Charlie, so hopefully he'll call back. All right, our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a parent... Have you worried, have you thought about the fact that this, this organized sports stuff is going down to younger and younger ages? Is that putting pressure on your kids to have to win, to have to succeed, to have to be better than everybody else? Or are we, teaching, are we still teaching enough to kids that to enjoy the experience, to have fun, and to play? And do you let your kids play? What does, when, I, when I ask the question, do you let your kids play, what does that mean? You know, years ago, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. My sons, who are now 27 and 26, were playing soccer. We had a Saturday morning tournament out at Heritage Park. 
where the wind never stops blowing. And we were out there at 9. We got home about 12.30, 1. And my sons each had a game. They each crashed on the couch, turned on the TV. It was a beautiful April day, about 75 degrees. It couldn't have been any nicer. Spring day. I said, guys, you want to invite some friends over, have a water, water gun fight or something? And they both said in unison, no, we're tired. We already hung with our friends today. And they were at a, an organized sports game. So let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you. If you're a parent, are you worried that your kids are not playing enough? And, and when they do play, what are they doing? 913-3810-810 is the number. Want to hear from some moms, some dads. I want to hear from some youth sports coaches. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Are we putting kids in organized sports activities at too young of an age? The research now is coming out showing that there's an increase in youth sports injuries from sports specialization from kids under 12. It's showing that a lot of kids from repetitive use injuries are having knee issues, shoulder issues, elbow issues, ankle issues before they even turn 12. That's not healthy either. And I think that comes from this whole pressure to have to win, to have to play, to have to catch up with everybody else. All right, no one's called in yet, so let's get some calls. I want to hear from you. If you're a parent, is the idea of play something you encourage your kids to do, or do you associate play with their youth sports activities? Rudy, let me get your thoughts on this. My producer, Rudy Salazar, very bright guy, even though he's wearing a Kentucky sweatshirt this morning. I won't hold that against you, by the way. I know you're not a dad, but you played sports. So what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, and I, I grew up in a different situation. I grew up in a very small town. Um, so, like, options were fairly limited, too. Like, soccer, you could play until you were, like, eight, I think. And then that was done. Um, so you basically only had t-ball and basketball like that. You couldn't play football until junior high. Um, so if you wanted to, you had to go elsewhere. So for us, especially, I mean, we rarely played a lot of competitive sports. It was mostly like, I had a friend who had this, uh, it, there's a hospital there now, but there's this giant field right next to his house. We would spend just every, that, that was pretty much just where we were always at playing, you know, wiffle ball, football, whatever. So you were playing, you were playing. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and that was a little different because I, I just didn't have the the opportunities to play right. a lot of competitive stuff. Right. Growing up in a small town, that's different. All right. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. I want to get your thoughts. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, if if you grew up playing sports, do you feel that the pressure to win, the pressure to play on a competitive team, is being pushed down to kids at younger younger ages, and is that a healthy thing or not? Some people may think it's healthy. Some people may not. As I said, 913-3810-810 is the number I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete, if you've played sports. When did you start getting into it, and when did the results start to matter? All right, we've got our first caller this morning. Let's see what Nick has to say. Nick, good morning. I'm Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Get your thoughts, sir. Yeah. Um, you know, I played sports all through um, my childhood and um, grew up with a large family. And, you know, it was more just about... Um, having fun and and like you said going out there and playing and then when the results started to matter is when for me when teams started to cut down and have cuts and and you know I, I'm 35 so 
that for me didn't come until I was, you know, approaching high school. And I worry now. Um, I have a son. He's, he's young. He's only about three years old. But um, I, I do worry that there will be um, some conflicting interests between, you know, what I want for him and what the coach will want for him. And I think we can sort of navigate that uh, with the different leagues available. Well, in our book, we talk a great deal about that, about the importance of communication. Okay. And the book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports. And, you know, uh, coaches are going to have their ideas of what they feel needs to be done successfully to allow these kids to succeed and, and progress. And in the end, as a parent, you're the one who has the final say. You know, I know a lot of parents, well, they just do what the coach says, even though they don't agree. So if you have concerns about some of these things, we always encourage people to have a preseason meeting. And in that preseason meeting, discuss all these issues. As a parent, bring it up. When does the score matter? How many, how important are results? What are you teaching the kids? You know, is play part of practice or is everything structured and organized? You know, and and you you should definitely ask those questions in that in that meeting. Okay, great. All right. Well, yeah. Th- no, go ahead. Um, and another thing that you know I'm I'm a big proponent for in my everyday work is understanding you know everybody's why and why they do things and try to um, you know and, and I think for my son it it is all about you know he doesn't get the concept of of keeping score and and. Uh, being better than somebody right now he just wants to go out there and play and until i can sort of um navigate his interest uh, at, a, at a higher level um i won't know his true intentions of why other than he just wants to play well and, it sounds like you're doing the right thing with him in terms of what you're teaching him because if he just wants to play then he's obviously been on, on involved with some coaches who are just having fun because that's what it should be about you know our title is called just let him play Yep. not just let them win. And and there's a reason for that because, uh, I mean, you want to play and have fun. And, you know, the concept of score to me really shouldn't matter until you're in middle school. I just don't think it should. I mean, it, it's who cares if the third-grade team wins a title? You know, I mean, it, it it's great. It's exciting for everybody if that happens. But did they learn something? Did they grow? Did they get better? That's what's more important. And these kids will remember more about what they did and what they learned individually than, than that title when they're your age. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, Nick. I appreciate it. Good luck raising your son. I pre- appreciate thank the you. call. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913 I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. You know I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Come rain or shine, I'm here. And I want to talk with you. Today's topic is the whole issue of play, the concept of play. Have we taken play out of youth sports? Are we putting too much pressure on kids to win? Are we putting too much pressure on people to get results? Because if you do this, you're going to move up the ladder. You'll be on that elite team, that premier team next year. And then, my gosh, you know, then you're going to be doing this all year round, and then you're going to be able to play on the high school team. And, you know, son, you, you, your, you know, daughter, your daughter's got these skills. She could play college volleyball. So you, things can get out of whack because the parents' egos get involved. Right, 913-3810-810 is our number. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I'd like to hear from you if you've played sports. How important is the concept of play? What does it mean, and is it taught? Sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Each week I come up with a topic I think will be of interest for discussion. So far we've had one really good call. I'd like to get some more in here. Our topic is the idea, the concept of play. Do your kids play or are they constantly at organized sports activities? How do you balance the two out? What age do you get them signed up for youth sports teams? I'd like to hear from you on that. 913-3810-810 is the number. We have a wide open phone board now. I'd like to hear from you. What age did you sign your kids up to get on a sports team? And why did you do it? Did you do it because you felt pressure from everybody else? The other kids in their class were doing it. Your friends' kids are doing it. And you were questioning whether your kids really were ready for it, but you felt if you didn't do it, they'd be ridiculed, so you signed them up anyway. Did that backfire? Do we end up getting kids involved in these activities at too young of an age? 913-3810-810 is the number. I think we do. I think we get kids involved in too many organized, structured activities that focus on results at too young of an age. Personally, I think it's great to be on a team if you're just having fun, if you're just enjoying yourself. Do your kids go in the backyard and play or out in the driveway and play? like to hear from you and let me know if they do that. 913-3810-810. You know, we obviously have safety issues here in our society that we're all concerned about pertaining to letting kids just run around the neighborhood. I'm going to be 63 next month. I know when I grew up, you know, after school, I rode my bike over to a friend's house. We were catching crawdads in a creek. We went up to the grade school and played. We just had fun. We weren't doing all this organized stuff. Of course, back in the 1960s, it wasn't, it wasn't there. So... How, how do you pick a team? What age do you get your kids involved? And have you gotten your kids involved and regretted it later? Have you wished, you oh, know, we shouldn't have done that. We started them too soon. Have your kids lost the excitement? Okay, no one's called in for a while. Let's get some calls in here. 913-3810-810. want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if, you, if you're a coach. Do you feel we're getting kids started too young? And do you feel the pressure to coach because, well, everybody else is doing it? If you're a health professional, especially an athletic trainer, physical therapist, physician, how do you feel about it? I know I've talked to many, many of those individuals in town, and they're telling me that they're getting kids in their offices now for repetitive use injuries at age 8 and 9. Sports specialization is happening for kids at younger, younger ages. They're not having the opportunity to play year-round in three or four things. They're just doing one thing because when the season ends, they do specialized training in that sport. And what's happening is the development of these kids gets curtailed because the pressure is on them to have to be so good. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's get some calls in here. I want to get some discussion going. I don't like talking to myself the whole show. As you know. So I want to find out from you, if you're a parent, how have you dealt with this issue? If you played sports and you quit a team 
at a young age. Why? A lot of you have, and it's fresh in your mouth, you can remember. You know, I quit when I was nine. I didn't want to do it anymore because the coach was mean. The coach yelled at me. I have all kinds of high school kids that I see in my practice who come in with these confidence issues from situations from their coaches from two or three years ago. They will get on them. I had a young young girl in. Let's see, so she's 12. This week saw her for the first time. And the last coach she had, prior to the coach now, which is on an elite basketball team, would scream and yell at them when they made mistakes in games. The parents confronted him on that. He says, you don't like it, take her, take her. That's how I coach. I'm building toughness. She was 11. Well, they didn't want to quit because they didn't feel it was right to quit. But it got to a point where they felt like he was being overly abusive, so then they did quit. Has that ever happened to you? Because it happens all the time. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a coach, if you're a youth sports coach, do you integrate play into your practices? Or is everything structured on fundamentals and results? Because I think the whole concept of play, and that's how we started the show this morning, the whole concept of play is not as creative as it used to be. I'm concerned as a psychologist working with so many people when I see this issue going on. I mean, what, 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 do, what does it mean to play? Go have, it means to me, go have fun. Just go be with some friends and have some fun. But when you're at, on an eight-year-old volleyball team or softball team or baseball team, how much fun is it when you've got everybody telling you what to do and getting upset when you don't do it the way they want? All right, 913 is the number. Everyone must still be sleeping. It's still early. It's cloudy. Let's get some calls in here. Let's get some discussion going on. We always, you know, every week, the last 20 minutes of this show, we get loaded with callers. So don't be scared to call me. I'm not going to bite you. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. If you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you've played sports, what's your opinion on all this? How do we make it better? And I think we can because it's about you as a parent ultimately having the the upper the, the, the upper say, the final say in what's going to go on. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio at 10 WHB. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. That's Bruce Springsteen, and we are on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. And today's topic is the idea of have we taken play out of youth sports? Do kids play anymore, or is it gone? Is everything structured and organized to the point now that the idea of playing doesn't exist? Because everything's about got to be structured to the point that they've got to fo- focus on fundamentals and results instead of just having fun. You know, our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Sports, that co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, that's what we called it, Just Let Them Play. Because we are concerned about where we're at with this. All right, our number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent, coach, or an athlete. Let's see what Chris has to say. Chris, thanks for holding on. How are you? 
I'm doing okay. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for calling. Good. Um, just wanted to uh, chime in. Um, when my son was, he's getting ready to turn 12 now. He's a sixth grader. Um, when he um, was young, younger, I should say, um, put him in upward where they don't keep score uh, for soccer. Um, but the kids still keep score um, <laughs> because they want to know whether they won or lost. Um, but then we moved to another neighborhood um, and then all of a sudden uh, the neighborhood we moved into, everybody was keeping score and everything was competitive. The kids would turn up in our driveway to play basketball and it 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 became um it became unmanageable um how do you mean that we we were we were living with my grandfather and my grandfather would would come home and the kids were so aggressive they would they would bump into him while he was pulling into the driveway um they and they were 12 no, these kids ranged from anywhere from five years old to fifteen years old. Uh, everybody congregated at our house, and it was just uh, such a such a competitive environment that you could you couldn't have fun anymore. Um, the mentality when I was growing up, I'm forty five years old. When I was growing up, we would just play. If we wanted to play basketball in somebody's driveway we just played and yeah we would keep score but it didn't get to the point of anger and aggression it didn't matter what the score was right you either won or you lost and then you went home and you play again tomorrow right then you go but, play another but, game or another competition right but now um the mentality of of kids is is different it's I got I got to I got to beat you or I can't I can't hold my head up. Uh, that um I've actually uh, when I was when we were living there um we had a vacant lot right next to us and the kids would play football or baseball or whatever in the vacant lot. And I I had to go outside and break up fights between children because they couldn't understand or uh, or determine the difference between a strike or a ball so what did you teach your baseball. what did you teach your son about all this well my son would just come inside when when the fight start he'd say dad i don't even want to deal with that and i understand and i said i understand son so did you ever uh, have so any convers did you ever have any conversations with the other parents chris yeah i did um, they they would actually send the kids to me um, when there was a problem because the parents don't want to deal with it. Um, it's 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 nuts. I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. But that's that's what it is. So how old is your son? Um, how old is your son now? He'll be he'll be twelve uh, in December. All right. And what kind of teams are, are is he playing on? He's he's a um, he's a baseball player. And he is um, in sixth grade right now, and he is trying to be um, 
on a high school team, but well, that's that's three years. That's three whether years he makes from now. It, Whether he makes or he doesn't, he's he's got other things going for him. A lot of these parents are raising their kids um, to where if you don't excel in sports, we don't know what we're going to do. Well, most parents and, don't realize, Chris, that there is a wealth of academic financial scholarships available, much more so than athletic scholarships if you want your child yeah, to go to I college. That. Yeah. So your son wants yeah. to play in high school. He's in sixth grade. Okay, that's fine. Okay, there's nothing wrong wanting to do that. But how do you curtail that to focus on getting it? Well, well, let's focus on what you have to do to get better. Does he play anything else year-round, or is it just baseball now? Uh, it's mainly baseball. He plays basketball, um, but he, he's that's not his passion. He loves baseball. Well, he's about at the age, 12, 13 is the age where kids start to really get into wanting to specialize in that sport. And that's, right, and that, that's you know, how I was. When I was growing up, it was with soccer. Okay. Well, that there's uh, yeah, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's the age I we we think in our book we talk about extensively. I mean, I mean Jeff Montgomery's a three-time All-Star. Pete Malone calls coached five gold medals in the Olympics. I mean, they know a little absolutely. more. They know a little more than I do about that. And absolutely. And, and you know, yeah. we we all agreed that this is a time when it it should start to matter. But still, the, the whole idea of playing. And so, what I'm hearing from you, Chris, is. You know, your son does play, but the competitive yeah, nature does. of the play pulls in, and then it, it ruins it sometimes for him. Yeah, it's just it's it's the um, it's the attitude of the kids in the community that are messing with them. You know. Well, um, I think uh, my suggestion to you would be this: I would try to have a real you and your wife sit down with him and talk with him about his feelings about what's going on, discuss all this. Don't ignore it. Discuss it. And emphasize Absolutely. the emphasize the positive things. Tell him, tell him how you feel, but find out what he feels. Ask questions. Don't tell him. Find out what he wants, and then right. work, work with him together to accomplish that for him. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank okay, you so sir, much, Thank Doc. you for calling in. You have a great day. All right, that frees up our lines now at 913-3810-810. Great call. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our topic this morning is this. Have we taken play out of youth sports? Are we getting kids signed up at younger and younger ages and more and more competitive teams? Are we getting kids out of the idea of just playing? And what does play mean to you? I'd like to get someone's definition of play. As a parent, as a coach, as an athlete, what's it mean to play? 913-3810-810 is the number. And because I'm in a holiday-giving spirit, the next caller... We'll get a free copy of my book, Just Let Them Play, which uh, Pete Malone, Jeff Montgomery, and I wrote. So the next caller who calls and asks a question, we will give you a free copy of the book. 913-3810-810. This whole idea of play, to me, it's scaring me because we're structuring everything to the point. Now, is it great to teach kids how to do things? Yeah. But if we put too much emphasis on the results, we don't put enough emphasis on the fun. There's that word fun. Remember that word? Used to be after school, let's go have some fun, guys. Let's go play let's go play football. Let's go play basketball. Now it's like I've got to get practice, then I've got to go to choir, then I need to eat, then I have to do homework, and they're in sixth grade. All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. 
like I said, since it's the beginning of the holidays, I will give out a free copy of my book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Your Sports that Jeff Montgomery, Pete Malone, and I co-wrote to the next caller. Hopefully we'll get a caller. It's a slow morning this morning. This is, this is a difficult hour, obviously, because everybody's just getting up. It's early. It's Sunday. A lot of people are sleeping. Lots of people say, Doc, when's your show on? Oh, man, I'm in bed. <laughs> well, good for you because I'm not, but you can still turn the radio on. My producer, Rudy Salazar, and I are here. So the idea, of concept of play, are we not teaching kids to play anymore? I want to get your thoughts on that, and does this pressure to win – to have to plan an organized team. You feel the pressure to sign your child up for that just because. 913 is the number. I want to hear from you. I think it's a big problem today, and it's getting worse. All right, we've got our brave caller here. Matt, good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Great. Hold on when we're done, and Rudy will get the, your information, and I will mail, mail you the uh, book out tomorrow. Okay, thanks. What's your question or, or comment? Well, just uh, first of all, uh, when I listen to your show, I, every week the questions are compelling, but a lot of times I have the, uh, the answer in my head that one size doesn't fit all. Uh, there, are some, uh, there are some folks probably who can keep, uh, who can teach their kids to, to have a good competitive spirit uh, at the age of five. Uh, but, you know, my five-year-old's not interested in even playing anything organized. So, I mean, there's uh, I haven't been, as a former coach of, of high school sports, I like it when I have, uh, I have coaches and responsible parents bringing up kids uh, and getting, getting them ready fundamentally for the things that we try to do later on. But really, as long as they've got fundamentals down, that's all I cared about. I don't think the competitive experience uh, at too young of an age uh, with too much order, I think you really do – suck the fun out of it except for the, the the very top tier of talented kids who are basically succeeding at all levels yeah but what age but, but okay, okay i agree with you but what age should it really matter well and of course you, that depends part excuse me that also depends on maturity but but if we looked at it overall you know what age should it really matter i was a high school teacher uh i can tell you um and, and a high school coach of course for girls I thought that I, what I would observe in the late elementary grades and the junior high, it, it felt like to me that if a lot of times girls would be uh, that 12 and 13 you're throwing around. I think that's really almost universally true for, for young women. I think for, for the young men, uh, I, I, you really have to be careful and not to, not to, I don't know how to say it, not to ruin their perspectives of competition. I, I, a metaphor I used. I a think lot that was. Simile. I think that was well stated. Yeah, uh, the, uh, a simile that I used to use with my students would be: it's like um, you have to learn the difference between being an opponent or having an opponent and having an enemy, and you have to learn the difference between having a teammate and having a friend. Uh, because that's, because a, that's a great. That's friend, a great line. That's a great line. Uh, opponent and friend are these kind of absolutes in terms of how you feel. And because you have to interact with human beings to play competitive sports, and to an extent, you you are tempted to feel those feelings. But the sooner that you can teach an athlete to view the field as being full of opponents and teammates, uh, you get better quality. And maybe it, I don't know. I I don't want to I don't want to go too far off the track with that. But I I just think that the 
that's the level of maturity that an athlete has to get to to have that perspective to really have the high level and the high stress coaching come at them uh then they can take it but before they understand some of those iconic things i think they really I, I think you really get rid of a lot of your field or you really cause a lot of problems for yourself. Well, Matt, you get it. Um, I mean, listening to you talk, you understand. And it's just one of these things that you just have to constantly, consistently work on as a parent, as a coach, whatever your role might be in that particular day, and have the lines of communication open with your kids so they understand the concept of, of playing and having fun. Because, you know, what? that's what it should be about. It should be about having fun. Yeah. And, and you know... You want to go play in high school or college, you know, there are cut downs, you, you may make it, you may not make it, but along the way, can you have fun getting where you want to go? And if you do, you have a better chance to succeed. Okay, Rudy will get your information, Matt, and I will get the book mailed to you tomorrow. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's go next to Bob. Bob, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. You have a comment for us. Yeah, I do. Um, I was a coach for 45 years, and I can tell you— Only 45 years, Bob, not 46? My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) But but, but before I get to that, I think when you're coaching a young athlete, uh, you have to tell them when when you holler at them or you're correcting them, what I always used to tell them and what I learned from other uh, experienced uh, coaches that I respect— that you tell that young athlete, listen, I'm not hollering at you, okay? I'm, I'm I'm trying to correct a problem, okay? It has nothing to do with you. I'm correcting a problem on the field or on the court, okay? And what is a problem? You explain to them what a problem is. A problem is anything that prevents us from playing our best, okay? So they have an understanding that so that they don't take things personal. I'm not attacking you as a person. I'm attacking a problem. And the problem is what's ever preventing us from preventing you from being the best you can be and preventing the team from being the best that we can be. But see, Bob, you know what you're, but you did by doing that, you communicated. Sure. You communicated. You told them where you stand. You told them what's going on. And I, uh, I, you know, I'm, shoot, I'm going on 70 years old now. And I coached in the NFL for, 12 years in college football for 28 where did you coach in the, where did you coach in the nfl uh, atlanta detroit cleveland and new orleans okay and, well then you've been uh, at anyway, the, you've been at the top anyway, level anyway, what what, what anyway, hold on anyway, a second. long story short but hold, hold on one second um, so what I was, what, what were you what were you coaching there i was i was an offensive line coach i sort of sensed uh, you anyway were, okay uh, my son uh, when he was eight years old, wanted to play league football. So I went to the parents' meeting, and I just stood in the back. I didn't want anybody to know who I was and so on and so forth. And this guy got up there. He says, yeah, we're going to start conditioning five nights a week in July. And I thought to myself, my God, <laughs> you just start conditioning before the university does. <laughs> Did your son play on that team? Yeah. And, and, and I said, how out of shape can an eight-year-old be anyway? Did, so Did your son play on that wife. team? No, I went home, told my wife, I said, Joe, he's not playing. He's not going to play. So I didn't well, let him good play. For, good for you for making that decision. Yeah. I, well, you know, and, and the problem is, the problem is, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of these coaches, I mean, I think they mean well. Uh, they basically mean well, but they just don't have the skills. And, you know, they're volunteer 
people, and I and I think it's great that they volunteer, but they never really learned how to coach. And I don't care whether it's education or whether it's athletics. You know, unfortunately, our country is backwards. I mean, you know, the coaches that make the most money are the ones in the National Football League, right? Because they're the best of the best for the most part. For the most part, okay. However you however okay. you want to look at that. And, and the same and the same thing holds for teachers. Who's making the most money? The, the professors in college. It's reversed. The people that should be making the most money are the ones who are instructing our five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds. Okay. Whether, well, a lot of people would challenge you on that. That that uh, Nick Saban and his peers are making a lot more money than the professors are. Well, I'm just I'm, there's always exceptions to the right. rule. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, everybody's not making seven million dollars a year like Nick Saban is now. <laughs> you didn't make okay. that much when you when you were coaching. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. But no, anyway, but you're. I think you're. Way I feel, that's kind of way I feel about things. And I, and I, I was just out there walking my dog, and I, I listened to your show, and I said, well, I'm just going to call in and, and let this gentleman know how I feel about things, and. Uh, uh, anyway, well, I know I appreciate it very much as a, as a former professional coach. Then you've coached guys who made it to the top. And let me ask you this question: since we've got about three or four minutes left here, let me keep you on and finish this up with you. Did you have guys who and these these are the cream of the crop? You're NFL players. Did you have guys? These are the best players. They're NFL players. Okay. Did you did you have guys who stressed out while you were coaching them? That stressed out? Yeah. Did they get all overwhelmed and stressed? Uh, no, I can't. I, I can't. I can't say that they did. Because? Well, because I think, well, they they obviously have had a good have had a good have had a good experience. They've been well coached and they're and they're and they're, and they're uh, tremendously gifted already. So I mean, they don't. I just don't think the the stress problem is really there. Or if there is, they're able to internalize it because they've gone through it for so many years. Because they were survivors, they made it to the top and they got it. Well, sure, sure, you know. So, what would your advice be to, as a, as an ex NFL coach? Before I let you go here, what would your advice be to our listeners in regards to what we've been talking about today about play and fun and winning? Well. <laughs> I, 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 I'm real serious about this, and I, and I tell a lot of people, let these kids have fun, okay? Okay, it is, we're, we're not working. I always tell them, these kids, we're not working football. We're playing football, okay? And it's important for them to, to have, have fun at what they do. Uh, on the other hand, I don't agree with giving everybody a trophy like they do these days. I mean, you know, they're going to have to learn how to adapt in life. You know, I mean, everything you do in life isn't going to be successful. You're going to have your ups and downs. There's always going to be someone who's going to be a champion when maybe you're not. That's you why know, the third chapter in our book is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to know how to handle uh, – you not only have to learn how to handle success, you have to learn how to handle failure. Because it's going to happen in your life at some point in time in some area of your life, you know, whether it be personal or, uh, or where you work or, or, or whatever, you know. So um, that's kind of the way I feel. I think you do a good job on the show. I hope a lot of people are listening. And, uh, you know, let, let the kids be kids and, uh, and let them have fun like you're talking about. I think that's extremely important. Well, thank and, uh, you. And I want to thank you for calling in, sir, as, as a, you know, it's always interesting who listens and who's out there. And who's willing to call in? I very much appreciate your comments this morning. Great comments from somebody who understands it very much. So, and you enjoy walking your dog. Okay. okay. Thank you, my friend. Have okay. a great weekend and have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. 
a great call there. Great way to end our show today. You know, and, and that's that's an, an ex NFL coach who coached many years. Just called out of the blue because this this show is here to help you. And the whole reason I bring these things up, these topics up every week, is to try to get you as as listeners to think. I'm not claiming to be right about anything I say. I've been in practice. I'm in my 37th year now. I have a lot of experience. Check out my website, winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com, and you can see things. I have an hour-long educational videotape on there I made actually 30 years ago. Um, There's a lot of information on there. If you want to get a hold of me, there are a lot of ways you can reach me. Uh, My office is on the plaza. My phone number is 816-561-5556. I am taking on new clients. I give talks on these topics all the time to teams and and parent groups, schools. So if you're interested, get a hold of me there, 816-561-5556. Follow me on Twitter at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ S-P-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. And let me know some topics that you would like like to hear, some topics you'd like for me to share and discuss. You know, I come up with something on my own every week based on my work in my office, based on conversations I have, And so I'd love to hear from you with ideas of topics you'd like to uh, have me get into on the show. And our shows are podcasted. If you would like to get somebody to listen, you want to listen to it again, you can go to the WHB site, click on additional, under podcast, click on additional programming, and you'll find it. You you can also, if you sign up and follow me on Twitter, you'll get it on there. And it's also on my website. Just click on winnersunlimited.com, click on podcast, and you'll find it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on The Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.